Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. Small Biz Social Society is a membership for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media that I created to help you gain visibility, increase your confidence, create more exciting content so that you can make an impact, have more fun on social media, and of course, make more money, honey. This membership is packed with value. There's a new training with yours truly every single month. We have master classes from guest experts every single month talking to us about online marketing and entrepreneurship. And we have an incredible community of badass entrepreneurs in this group that are rising up together. If you want to do great things on social media and in your business and in your life, this is the place for you. Enroll today at smallbizsocialsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 104. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome, welcome. I'm stoked about today's show because we are talking about TikTok baby. Um, That is right. This episode is fully devoted to the one and only TikTok. Uh, My guest, Helen Polisi, is she's the mothership. Okay. Bottom line. Um, (laughs) that's her name on TikTok mothership with a U not an O. And, um, Helen is fabulous. We have such a good talk in this episode about TikTok. It's a tongue twister. Um, she, she is like giving so much free information on TikTok all the time, helping people, helping TikTokers learn how to use TikTok, how to do the features, like all the cool transitions and all the little tricks and everything like that. Like Helen is the woman that you follow for that. And she has her following has grown substantially on TikTok. And she, it was so cool about it is that, and you'll, you know, I won't ruin it, but her, she didn't even, this wasn't like really her intention. Like it's not even her, her profession to help people with social media. Like she, she's in television production. It's a, it's so, it, anyway, I don't want to ruin the story. So I will zip my lips, but coming up in a few minutes, is my talk with Helen. You got to stay tuned. She's going to talk about TikTok. She's going to give you all of her thoughts, her journey, how this all happened and, um, and help hopefully inspire you to do some really cool shit on TikTok yourself because it's an incredible app. Bottom line. I know that some people like to give it a hard time. Um, and some people still don't even use TikTok and that's totally fine. You do you boo, but there's so much opportunity there and it's so fun and it's like its own it's its own little world. Uh, my friend Kelly, uh, what what did Kelly say? Kelly Rizzo said, um, it's a jungle out there or something like that. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, so we're going to talk with Helen. Um, 
coming up in a few minutes. But before that, I thought I would just share a brief version of my TikTok story because it is applicable today. And it's a really cool story. And it's probably why I feel so um, warm and fuzzy about TikTok because I've had such a cool experience there. Um, So essentially, you know, I've been on social media for forever. I mean, I started running the Facebook account for my dad's small business like back in... I don't know when it started, 2009 or something like that. And so, and then I dabbled here and there. Long story short, it turned into like a thing where I was actually doing freelance social media management work back in 2017 um, after, you know, using it for years myself. And then, you know, I formed it into my business, Fun Love Media, a few years ago. And here we are. And that's that's what my profession is, is running a social media management agency. And um, we're helping, uh, I believe, 10 steady clients right now, actually, with social media management. So the reason why I tell you all that is because, and you may, you probably already know all that, but is because I work in the space of social media and online marketing, but I had never reached any sort of like substantial success. I mean, I, I know the word success depends on your perspective, but on social media. So Basically, and here's here's why I think that was for so long. I hadn't really reached much much success on social media. There's a couple of reasons. One, well, there's a few reasons. First of all, the first however many years, I don't know what the hell I was doing. A whole lot of us didn't know what the hell we were doing. We're just trying shit out, and a lot of it sucked, and that's okay. All right, so there's that. <laughs> but also, when I started really working in the space um, for other people in 2017, like, you know, doing work for other small business owners for their social media, I was really focused on that, you know, and I wasn't really prioritizing myself. Isn't it like, what is the saying? You know, I'm bad with sayings um, about the shoemaker's kid doesn't have good shoes or something like that. <laughs> so anyway, you understand. Um, I was, I was serving my clients, but not my own brand um, the way that I should have been, right? Okay. So it's a slow process, blah, blah, blah. Well, then another reason why I know now that I hadn't found much success on social media myself is because I didn't have the right tools at my fingertips. I am a performer. I've been one since I was three years old. Like I'm a dancer. I'm an actor. I've been on in musical theater. I've been on television. Like, And this is my thing, right? I love to sing and dance and the whole shebang. Well, hand somebody like me something like TikTok and it's like, oh, jackpot. This is amazing. Um, But I didn't have that tool before, before I started using TikTok. So here I was like this performer, this, this song and dance gal that just wants to perform in front of millions of people and make them smile ultimately in life. And I didn't have the right tool. It was so hard to like use music in videos because of the copyrights and stuff. And it's, I mean, I've, I'm an artist. I I fully respect, you know, what goes with that and that the people that um, make that music are, you know, like they, they deserve their credit, obviously, clearly. So there's no problem with that, but it's just that it made it difficult, right? To do anything. So anyway, so when I discovered TikTok, it's been, okay, what is this now? We're in October, 2021. It's been two years ago oh my gosh, it's almost exactly two years now that I think about it. Oh, this is great. Okay. So two years ago, I discovered TikTok and I'm thinking, holy shit, 
wait a minute, you mean to tell me that it is perfectly acceptable for grown ass people to get on this app and sing, dance, lip sync, be silly, have fun, whatever, and post it out for the world to see? Like, this is what this is all about. <laughs> this is amazing. So anyway, I got excited, started using TikTok a couple years ago, and it was the perfect match. So that a lesson learned from that for you, the way you might could apply that to your life is that if you've had struggles in social media with your content creation and, and within your personal brand and really getting out there and not really seeing good results, think about the kind of content you're creating and putting out there, right? Like I just wasn't using the right tools. And I wasn't prioritizing it like I should. So once I started doing those two things, it was like magic. So anyway, so I started using TikTok um, a couple years ago. And at first, I don't know, again, just trying to figure shit out. And I know that at first your stuff's just not going to be, you know, all that great usually. And that's okay. And I was willing to just have some sucky videos for a while. (laughs) And I did. I had some that were like, eh, okay. That's not very exciting. And, um, but I was dancing, I was lip syncing, I was, do, you know, doing whatever I could. And um, I had my first like mini viral video where I don't remember, it was like, I don't know, maybe it got a hundred or a couple hundred thousand views or something like that, which was huge to me and to, ever, to anybody. That's a big deal. And um, I was like lip syncing in the kitchen at the stove. It wasn't even on brand. Like it didn't even matter. I don't even know, whatever. But that was my first taste of like the power of TikTok. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I am over here singing, you got the best of my love. You know that song? (laughs) And in my kitchen, just doing a little funny comedy thing and it exploded and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people saw it. This is amazing. So anyway, long story short, I keep going. Uh, I did a, I did a couple of TikTok dances in um, whenever we were in New York City in December of 2019. It was so fun and so freeing to just like dance in public like that, that like not even care. So like screw it, I don't know these people. I'm just going to dance right here in Times Square in the rain, and I did, and it was great. And so one thing leads to another in this um, TikTok journey of mine, and I kept going. I wasn't about to quit that shit. It was way too fun. And um, I did do a little bit of stuff on my on my Peloton bike. Um, some not very impressive stuff now that I look back at it, but I did a little bit of stuff. And then I got the Peloton treadmill in January of 2020. And as you know, <laughs> um, it's, it is my stage. And I was so excited to get that treadmill. Oh my gosh. Because I'm already, I'm just Peloton obsessed. I actually truly appreciate treadmills. That's actually how I became a runner was on a treadmill. Um, so I'm totally down and this treadmill is, and by the way, this is not an ad. I'm not affiliated and they did not pay me for any of this, but you can call me if you want to Peloton. And, uh, and so I, I of course was excited to have the, the treadmill just to work out on, but one day I don't know why. I don't know why. I really wish I could remember why or if there was any plan to this. I don't think there was. I was like, why don't I just set up the camera over there and just like do a little dance on the treadmill? Like no big deal. Nothing. It was not complicated. It was the treadmill was going so slow. It was a super easy dance. It was nothing impressive. Not to me. And I did it and I recorded it and I shared it. And 
then I did that again and then again and again, you know, kept going. And sometimes I would do the bike and sometimes I would dance on the ground. And, and these videos started to explode in, in multiple places, not just TikTok. Cause I also shared in these like little Facebook groups I was in and things like that. And, um, and it just went, it went crazy. It was, it was the weirdest thing. I mean, now, you know, it felt weird at the time. I was like, really, this is going to be the thing. <laughs> Treadmill dancing. Okay. <laughs> That's odd. That's unexpected. But I just went with it and had so much fun and ended up with, you know, my first like big viral video where it got 2 million views. And it was actually a video about me talking about dancing on treadmills. Go figure. It's very, a chorus line of me. And, um, if you're a theater person, you understood that joke. <laughs> and, um, and so that one, that one went wild and I had a whole bunch of other viral and mini viral videos. And, and of course when Instagram reels came around, I, I was able to, to go viral on there many times and, and so on and so forth. So here's the deal with TikTok is, is that it's, if you're not familiar, it's less generally less polished than Instagram Reels. If you wanted to have like some sort of way to describe that, I would say that that's it. I would say that TikTok is a little more rough around the edges overall, maybe not everyone with every post, but for the most part, it's a little bit more raw. It's a little bit more, um, like I said, less polished. Um, it just doesn't have that Instagram vibe. It has a TikTok vibe <laughs> and it's fun. And, um, it's interesting how how an older age range is really blossoming there. It makes me feel really excited because I don't feel like the oldest person on TikTok anymore. And um, it's, a, it's a cool place to be and it's a cool community. Um, but it's definitely something where some of the things that you do on TikTok don't work elsewhere, if that makes sense. If it's like a TikTok inside joke situation – and you try to use it over on Instagram or something, it's probably not going to pan out very well. So you got to watch it, you know, whenever you're repurposing content from one to the other, because it, it's, it just, you know, you can't always expect the same results. Like for example, I had a, um, one of my viral videos went viral on reels, but not on TikTok. And then another one that went viral on TikTok the same exact video did not go viral on reels. Like you just, you never know. So that, that part may not match up. So just watch out for that. But I say, if you're interested in TikTok, go for it. It is so fun. You cannot be taking yourself too seriously unless your topic is serious. Like that's totally fine. Obviously you do you, but if you're there to try to just like have fun and experiment and just like let loose and be free, that is the place to do it. It's really very minimal judgment. I mean, sure, I've gotten a little bit of trolls and haters in this, but nothing too, nothing too, um, nothing too, too bad or anything too substantial. I mean, you can still block people on there. It's fine. But anyway, TikTok has been amazing and it really was a gateway that opened up this whole new look at social media for me. So um, maybe it's done that for you. I would love to hear, like if you have tried TikTok, and you have been loving it, or maybe you haven't tried it and you're not really sure what to do, why don't you DM me at the show on Instagram? So all you got to do is go to at the social sunshine podcast on Instagram and send, send me a DM there. And cause I do check, I check the DMs there. Um, my associate producer, Megan also checks them, but I do too. So send us a message and Tell us your TikTok story. Have you tried it out? Do you love it? Or 
have you not tried it and you're nervous? What is your situation? And and we would love to talk to you about that. So, um, okay, that's that's a long story short <laughs> of my TikTok journey. Um, definitely go follow me on there. It's just under my name, Brittany Crossan. I would love for you to do that. Um, and I would love to see what you have cooking up on TikTok. And I hope that you have lots and lots and lots of fun with it. And I hope that it brings about a whole new experience and journey in your life for you like it did for me. So, all right, you guys, that's it. I'm going to shut my mouth because I want you to hear this awesome chat that I have with the one and only Helen Felici, the mothership herself, coming up next. Today's guest is a TV commercial director, video content creator, and TikTok guru. She started her career as an advertising agency producer working on toy commercials with Hasbro, Tiger Electronics, Connects, Crazy Art, and more. She then moved on to work with more big brands such as Sensodyne, Blistex, Conair, and more to create TV commercials and engaging uh, videos to be used across multiple platforms. Most recently, she has become TikTok famous as the TikTok teacher, the mothership. That's mother with a you <laughs> with a following of over 400,000 people. And a fun fact, she produced commercials for Furbies and Hit Clips. Remember those, you guys? Um, which offered her the opportunity to work with Destiny's Child, Rihanna, O-Town, oh, you know, New Kids on the Block, Hillary Duff, and Brittany Spears. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Helen Polisi. Thank you for having me. It's so funny to finally be with you in person after knowing you on social for so long. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for coming. Yeah, fun. I know. Before we started recording, we were talking about that. Like, it's so nice to actually get to meet, uh, I mean, kind of on video mm -hmm. with each other. You're in New York. I'm in Texas, but that's the beauty of technology. Here we yes, are. Here we are. <laughs> well, like thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. I was telling you before, I haven't really had like a TikTok expert, like somebody who's really, really hardcore TikTok on the show yet. So this is very, very exciting. Um, and I don't know, I just want to kind of like rewind, first of all, hang on before we get to TikTok. So, okay. <laughs> so give us a bit of your story because you've been working in television, which excited okay. me because I was always dreaming of being on television. So when I met you, I was like, she works in television. <laughs> um, and I think that's cool. All the stuff that you've done. So when did all of that part of your career start? Okay, so I really started in advertising right out of college, believe it or not, and I took a job, I, I was majoring in music, and I took a job as, in an advertising agency just because I wanted to live on my own and I needed to make money, so that was my first job. And for some reason, production just was like in my DNA and I never knew it, so I embraced it immediately. I was doing, I was an assistant producer pretty much right off the bat, after, you know, I was secretary briefly and then my boss, you know, I love the guy. He saw my potential, sent me right off on, into shooting, and I just fell in love with it. So that's where I grew up in the advertising world, doing toy commercials. And we always say it's like being in the trenches when you're doing toys because, oh, it's probably so much fun to shoot toy commercials. It is the hardest genre of commercials, in my opinion, from the experience I have now, looking back. Products that don't always work at the time, they're still new, they're still prototypes, and you're trying to prepare the advertising for the following year. You're working with children, you're working with animals, you're working with, it's, it just becomes very, very challenging. It so, sounds like a circus. <laughs> it is pretty much that. And I feel like it set me up for everything else in life in a weird way. So that was my background, eventually evolved from the advertising side of producing into the production side of producing and doing more with the crew, with the, you know, the actual physical shooting versus hiring a company to do that. And once I evolved into that, having my own company is what has had that happened. It was after 9-11. 
uh, guy I was working with in my agency and I both knew we saw the writing on the wall, the, the agency wasn't doing great and we decided to go out on our own and take a chance. And so that was probably the best thing that I, I would say a very trigger and change in my career. And then we began, this, we decided clients really need it all under one roof. So we were doing the ideas and then we decided to take on the production ourselves. So did that together with a partner for a decade and then decided it was time to part ways and take it on my own. So in 2012, I launched my own company, Mothership, and I've been doing more testimonial type work, real people, documentary style, interviewing. And that's what is really the love for me in production. I love just people and getting to know people and yeah. experiencing it more rather than everything being so scripted as it is in commercials. I love the unscripted part. Right. Well, clearly, because uh, now, I mean, <laughs> being yeah. in being so major in social media, a lot of that is, I mean, it may, unscripted is not the right word, but I mean, it's not always, it's, it's not um, always produced and prepared. And like, it's just a little, like you're just able to do just a little bit, but anyway, we'll dig into that. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you about TikTok and everything. So, okay. So that is cool. So you, and you, so you, it's sounds like interesting like you now are so passionate, right? About talking to the people. So isn't that funny how like, you don't always know, I always say this to anybody who has an interesting story. It's like, you don't always know what the heck is necessarily coming up or what's going on or why a change happened or why something didn't work or whatever, right? And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, ooh, I see why this happened. This is working out well. (laughs) It all leads you. It's so interesting. I love how you're wording it because it's all, it all, does come together and you realize that the reason that happened is because this was gonna happen next. And I love that. And I'm not saying we have no control of what happens, but somehow if you follow the path, it just, it lays out so nicely for you in a, in a way. So I, I do, I will say that when the pandemic hit, right before the pandemic on my Instagram, I started doing really, I just said, I'm gonna do some interviews on the street because it's gonna be, make me a better interviewer. I'm just gonna grab people and ask them questions. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know. And so it would make me more of a quick on the cuff interviewer from my, my day job. So I started doing that on my Instagram. And then I realized what, and I really had a skill for it. I mean, I was getting so such interesting people. My social started to pick up engagement because people wanted to know who I was gonna talk to next. And then the pandemic hit. And so my whole thing that I was so excited about doing and I was so into it suddenly just stopped like, like hardcore. So that is when another turning point happened, which is I never have been in front of the camera, but I turned the camera on myself. I'm like, well, I have nobody to interview now. So let's see what I can do around my house. And I was doing baking videos and, you know, how to fold towels and roll towel, whatever. And I started doing that. And again, one thing leads to the next, you know, like I never thought, I would be a TikTok teacher, yet <laughs> learning how to do it and by using my own self in my content taught me how to do it. And it was just like experimenting with my own self. It was really fun. Such a good exploration. It, it's so cool too, because I remember, I mean, meeting you on TikTok a, a while back. Yes. So I've, all, I've I've basically have had like this front row seat to this whole <laughs> wild amazing thing that you're building and like and I'm like so every once in a while you know I'll go back and check you know anybody any of you that I've really you know met and truly feel like I kind of know on social I'll go back you know look at your bio and see how things are going and I'll look back at TikTok and I'm like holy shit balls look at all these followers like dang girl and then it just kept going and going and now you're over 400,000 and and it's it's cool too because you you're, it's like you basically learned yourself, right? Like, cause you said you were, you're doing baking videos and just exploring and you learn so well, you 
turned into the teacher. Like, did you do that? Did you like, was there a moment where you were like, I'm going to try teaching TikTok or did you just kind of like, did it just happen? Okay. This is really (laughs) what happened, which is crazy. So, I mean, I was clearly knowing what I was doing because I had so many viral videos, even before I was the TikTok teacher, I just would, it would randomly. And I realized, oh, that storytelling video really did well. So I had this production experience about how to do storytelling. And once I figured out how to use the app to do it, I suddenly was like, oh, I can use this effect. Oh, that's how that works. And I, so I'm self-taught on the app and people think, well, you work for TikTok. No, I'm self-taught on the app. I learned, but I have knowledge of how to put a video together. So I knew, I knew in my head what had to happen, but then I had to translate it to the app. So when I got better and better at it, and there was like a lot of viral videos happening, one of a couple of my TikTok friends, there's a couple of key ones who would always message me in the DMs and be like, how did you do that effect? Can you, you know, teach me how to do that effect? So I was like, I'll make a tutorial for you. And it was such a joke because my first tutorial, I even started out. So many of you have been asking like as a joke, you know, opening. Yes, because- <laughs> and it was, and I said, okay, I'm just kidding. One person asked, you know, and I'm going right. to make this tutorial for you. And so that went viral. And that's when the whole snowball effect starts to happen. I'm like, I really have a gift for explaining this. This is crazy. I have to do this more. Plus, having the second phone so that I was because I have a phone that has no phone number on it and I use it for shooting for my work you know when I was doing pandemic productions when we couldn't bring crews I was like oh I'll just come with my phone I wanted to have a second phone so I did get the second phone to shoot only with so having that phone and being able to use it to demonstrate really changed the game for my content because other TikTok tutorials they do screen recordings behind the person and you can't always see what the person's yeah. pointing at. And I think, I know if I'm being, if I'm breaking it down, I think that's what really initially set me apart and, and launched me quickly into right. having a big following because I have right. that visual explanation I'm able to do. And I really, I, I agree to it. No, I no, I know. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Very, that's so specific. It's so good for people listening because it's so true. I mean, not that everyone has to go get a second phone, but like, if you no. want to, if you want to, and you can, I, I agree because I, you know, obviously I've watched a lot of your videos and I like that. I like seeing the actual. Where am I pointing? Yes. What I'm pointing. Plus my pointer, my little stylus, which became my thing. Totally. I love that too. And every time, you know what, every time, you know how, whenever you're doing it, you're, you're setting up your TikTok video and you're setting up the timer to be right at the right time. Whenever I'm doing that and I'm struggling, I'm like, I need one of those things that Helen has. This is driving me crazy. Cause it's so, I call it microsurgery when you're working on TikTok and you're trying to do the titles or you're trying to do the timer. It's so, it's so sensitive. So that's, and I don't always use, I mean, I'll be honest. I use the stylus for the, for the teachings because I feel that that is yeah. better than putting my fingers on top of the phone and covering up yeah. everything. And it's such a slim stylus. It's like a tiny, like a pen, like thinner than a pencil. So it does help. But people think, oh, the old lady has a stylus. Like that's, and so I was like, no, no, no. I don't use the stylus when I'm like walking around the city with my phone. <laughs> right. like, I yeah, just use little... it to teach you people. You know? Yes, anyway. well, it's, it's a perfect tool for teaching. And the fact that you use the other phone is so smart. And I mean, really, even anybody out there listening that like if they had, their, their partner's phone, their significant other's phone. I mean, and they wanted this tip to kind of like get into this thing that you do. You could always do that. So I love that. I I agree. It's, it's so nice to actually see that. Um, okay. So, so what has been like, I, I was thinking about this this morning, whenever I was thinking about what I want to talk to you about. And I was looking at some of your stuff from a while back. And I remember like, and you've still done this, but I remember how, like, 
you've done a lot of videos where you've gotten someone else involved oh in different gosh. ways, right? Cause like, sometimes they're like a random strangers in the video with you. But sometimes like just a minute ago, I was seeing the video of you at the airport where you asked a stranger to take the video. I love that you're like getting strangers. <laughs> I do a lot of that. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I got to tone it down. People are going to think I'm a crazy person, but I love it. And I, and I always embrace the moment of whatever it is. It's very spontaneous. It's usually not, I mean, it's not ever planned. When I found my suitcases after that, I thought they were going to be lost. And I was like, oh, this is like, I'm making a TikTok. I mean, I didn't think about that. It was just like, and then I'm like, oh, who can film this? Because I didn't have a tripod. <laughs> so I just grabbed people. And a lot of times when I'm in the process of grabbing a person, asking them, will you film this TikTok for me? And they get so into it or they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. And then I go, want to be in it? <laughs> and then we give it to someone else. So that's how that evolves. It's like, I can tell by the vibe of a person, you could read a person if they're maybe consider, they would consider dancing with me or, you know, kind of doing something fun with me. And then I read the moment and I go with it. And it's so much fun. It's some of my best content and for me, because I, it's like, keeps memory of me of that time. Oh, that time that I thought my suitcases were never going to show up. And then they did. So it's, I call it like my little, my personal memory book is my TikTok. Well, no, and that's actually, that's a really good point that you bring up. That's something else that I like about social, just in general, I, I love social media in general. And in when I try to, when I'm trying to like talk to people that are hesitant about social media and about using it, and all of a sudden I'm like, but it's such a great opportunity. And so this, and there's other reasons why you want to yeah. use social. And that's one of them. That's such a good point. I mean, think about how fun, like, you know, whenever we're like little old ladies and we can look back at these fun, adventurous things that we did. Yeah, it really is. It's like your personal vlog. That's why I was like, when I started doing the tutorials and people were like, oh, you found your niche. And I'm like, yeah, I found my niche, but I don't want to live only in that niche. I don't want to look through my page and always have it be one tutorial after the next. And I know that goes against everything. And maybe you would advise me differently, Brittany, but no, I, no, no, actually, no, I, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just feel like I needed to still keep myself in my content. It couldn't just be about how to do this. So a lot of times the fun part for me is I would never have done an outfit change trend. I don't, I'm not a clothes horse. I barely could put a pull it together when I have to do one. I'm like scrounging in my closet. What can I put together? But because the trend is trending and I'm like, I got to teach that trend. I go and dig out the clothes and I do the, and I get so into it. So I would never normally do a trend like that, but because I'm now the TikTok teacher, it has opened up yet another door of something that I will do that I wouldn't have normally done before. And, right. I, and then, and I'm going to keep doing that because it's right. just really fun. Like just, and I don't do every single trend, but I'll pick ones that I think, oh, that's a fun one. I'll teach that, you know? Right. Well, and that's cool. Just as a human being, like you're getting, you're getting out of your zone, you're getting out of your comfort zone. You're doing some different things. You maybe you wouldn't have done so on and so. I mean, it's yeah. just the whole experience is amazing. Okay. So speaking of that, I wanted to ask you some detailed things about mm -hmm. your actual TikTok process. So you said, you know, you will do certain trends, especially the big ones, which obviously you should, that totally makes sense. But like, what I'm wondering is how long does it take to learn some of these things? Because look, oh. I, I teach social media as well not, but I don't specialize in TikTok. Right. So just even the few things that I have to like learn and memorize to make sure that then you can teach it to where somebody can truly understand. It's not always easy. And sometimes it's a long, is, does it take a long time? For you it to learn all these? It, oh, the learning part, interestingly, is the shortest part for me. Okay. So that's okay. strange. I must have some, I definitely am tech, very tech savvy. You know, Good. I'm the one in my whole family, extended family that people come to with the IT questions. <laughs> okay. You know, if somebody needs something fixed, like the computer isn't doing something. My mom just before this, she's like, can you contact me? My Safari isn't connecting to the internet. <laughs> so I'm the go-to for anything, anything like that. So I don't have a problem learning 
the effect or the trend or whatever it is. The, the thing that's challenging is always figuring out, now how am I gonna explain this one? Because some of them, you know, it involves a smoke screen and one of them involved like a moving mat. And I'm like, well, that's gonna be not good for the general population on TikTok. No one's gonna be able to go to Premiere and do a moving mat, you know, they're not gonna be. So it's like, how am I breaking this down for everybody to understand and also do give them an easy one to do. So I'm not, I'm overreaching for people and, you know, in general, you have the top creators who are doing amazing things and they, some of them have editors, some of them are editors and how they can do their content, but we're not all that. And we all can still have fun. So I try to then, I don't even want to use the word dumb it down. I try to make it simple enough so that anybody can do it. And I think that's the joy because people are tagging me in their tick tagging my Jersey. They're tagging me in their TikToks <laughs> and they're, and they're, you know, excited about what they've done and they want me to know. And they want me to see like they're, you know, they want me to be proud of them, like a teacher to a student. And yes. I'm like finding this whole excitement of the people that I'm teaching. I love it. I, right. I, I don't know. It's just, I, I have, I have serious, I've gone to some of your videos and learned how to do certain things. And cause I'm like, cause for me, like I said, like, I don't want to, I don't know. I think it's just faster, right? Like it's so convenient that I can just, I know I can rely on you. I know like, she's going to know how to do this thing. I know she is. And I'm like, yep, she does. Yeah. Yes, thank God. I don't have to sit around and Google it forever. This is very exciting. Uh, so I, I, oh, one more thing about that. I'm, I'm a student. <laughs> thank you. One more thing about that is though, I, a couple of times recently, I had so much trouble making a tutorial. I was specifically that outfit slam one. It was so difficult. So, and so many people I, done it wrong. Sorry, oh everybody. I know. Come mm. on. It's, it was a struggle. So I felt like I was doing a public service to get that one out there, you know what I mean? at least. But when I finished the TikTok, my tutorial TikTok, I was, when I was editing, I was like, oh my God, even me, I was getting so fumbled in explaining it. So I put my first blooper reel out, which was so funny because I, I wanted people to see, look, I'm making this tutorial for you, but it isn't easy. Like I have so many fumbles. At one point I had two dolls on my thing. I'm like, maybe I can show them with these two dolls I took out of my closet. <laughs> so it's like, I wanted people to understand, you know, this just doesn't happen. Like, oh, you know, Helen, the TikTok teacher is showing me how to do this. I put a lot of thought into it. I sometimes record over and over trying to think of a better way to explain it. So that was that takes me a while, not necessarily learning the trend, but actually figuring out how to communicate it. That's right. the part that's challenging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that is challenging. I have a challenging time as well on the, some of the things that I have to like present like a process, you know, how right. to use Instagram for, to do the blah, blah, blahs, whatever it is. And you're right. Actually, now that you say that out loud, I've never really thought about it, but I have to like, say, I'm like, shit. Yeah, can I, just, you, I don't know. I can just do it for you real quick. No, no, right. don't. You got to Calm down. You got to show everything. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I so, did have a client actually hire me to, to show their social team how to actually create good. the content. So that was good. a good project, which is coming out of the things I'm doing now. Cause my clients are seeing me on TikTok, which is really funny. Yeah. I never know who's watching, but yeah. That's so true. You, true that you never know who's watching social. That's another reason why I tell people it's an opportunity. You have to look at it as an opportunity because you never know who's watching you. And, and it doesn't always mean, I don't know, that you're going to be the next superstar of the world necessarily, but it also could mean something that you help someone, you change someone's life. You know, there's just so much there that yeah, there's different opportunities can come from it that you don't even know are, are going to come. So right. It's right. Cool. Exactly. Um, so what do you think about, like, I'm, I'm going to get a little, like a little scoop here. What okay. do you think about a lot of the top creators out there? Do you have any favorites that are, um, that you really love to follow along for any reason, or 
is there, is there any like scoop you've heard on like tricks or, cause you said like some of the, some of them have editors and teams and all these things. I, I'm sure that it would be interesting for people to hear because probably people are like, well, I can't do what they do. Right. right? They assume. They- I know. I think a lot of them, I mean, well, we know that there's, they get together and there's, because they're always cross, uh, cross collabing. A each lot of them. TikToks. Yes. So yeah. I see a lot of that. And I know that's also, I mean, somewhat generational because they can, maybe they have, lives that will allow that, you know, um, like in a different place, you're in a different place, you have family, kids at home, you're not going to go for a weekend somewhere to right. create a creator. I mean, it's just not reality necessarily for people. So there, there's so many different buckets of people that are doing different types of high end creating. And I think uh, what's interesting to me is I watch the FYP so that I can learn. Here's what the trends are. And I'll see people. I don't follow a lot of huge creators. I follow, I see them. They come up on for you page because they're viral. I follow more like up and comers because I like to see, oh goodness, look what just happened there. I enjoy that more. And that's just me. I like to see, oh, I wonder if I can help that person. And sometimes I'll direct message somebody and say, you really would benefit from a microphone or you really need to because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's almost like fairy godmother moments. I'm trying to like, you know, I see somebody and I see something in them and I try and I reach out. So I really enjoy that versus overanalyzing bigger creators. That's I like cool. to, I learn from them and I see things they do. And I'm like, oh, look at that little, I can right away see production what happened, see production wise, how yes. it was done. So I have an easy way of breaking it down. And right. that's the part, well, somebody commented yesterday on one of my TikToks, I love how you reverse engineered this. And I'm thinking, what a great term that is. Like yes. I can look at a trend and then I can reverse engineer it to, an, to a point where I can explain it forward. So right. I like, I love that. Right. Well, and that leads me to something else I was going to ask you about, about connecting your two worlds, right? Like your years and years of experience with production and that side of it behind the scenes and now applying that, I mean, clearly, right. right? It's, it's had to have come in so handy that you have all that experience now. The editing experience of my first job was to go in the back rooms when we had three quarter inch decks and it was take the 60 second commercials and make them into 30s and 15s. So I've been physically editing since then, since I'm very young, then evolved and always had editors. So I was always sitting in the edit room and had editors watching. And so I would see what buttons they were pushing. So each time I, there would be a new, we went from Avid to Final Cut to whatever. I was always versed enough just by watching and learning. And I like to know how things work. So I have that little kind of tech side that I, although my job wasn't calling for me to sit in an edit room, I have so many editing skills that now, oh my God, now it's so easy with the apps to do it on the phone. And I can explain it to someone because I know what, what emotionally has to happen to tell a story and that I love. Right. I love. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. It's gotta be so cool that you have all that experience. You can apply it now to something you probably wouldn't have ever expected to apply it to. Ever. I'm, I'm curious about if you have a, um, if you have an opinion on like in general, how, cause being that you have so much experience in production, in scripted stuff, um, advertising, marketing, and commercials, and that being the way it is, right? But then now we're in this social media world and reality television world and all these kinds of things where all that kind of stuff is is like the norm, right? (laughs) And it's, and I'm wondering, cause I mean, you know, like for example, I've heard things like um, actors, you know, being like, oh crap, now you just gotta be on a reality show or you gotta get TikTok famous and you're good to go. But back in the day you had to audition for 12 years and you know, all these things. I'm wondering like, what's your opinion on that? Like, what has it been like witnessing both sides, you know? Okay, so very interesting. I love this question. I like how you've really given this some good thought cause it's a good one. So 
yes, for years it's been scripted and everything was thought out by creative people. And what I first started to see happen, and it actually happened on a Con Air spot, was the idea of bringing, even though they're actresses, a combination of actresses and real people to a shoot where you have some loose idea of what you want as a script, but ultimately we get the words from them. So it was this crossover that started to happen, which I saw and I thought, this is the way we're going. We're not gonna, cause I was so insistent on like, we got on, on the fact that we, we want them to say it their way, even if it's a little different than what you scripted because it's gonna feel more natural. And so I think in general, authenticity is winning over scripted, but that doesn't mean you cannot think about where you want the content to go. So you can still, like I say, loosely scripted, quasi scripted. A lot of times I do it on my own content. I'm like, I want to say this, this, and this. I'm not writing it down, but I want to make sure I make those bullet points. I do it on my lives. I'm like, these are the things I want to cover. I'm not scripting my live. I'm just thinking what I want to say. And then I'm using my own words. And I think that's where we're headed as a, as an advertising society. I think it's, not necessarily not thinking about what you want, but thinking about how you're presenting the content the way you want it to go, but allow it to come from real people because we want to see real now. That's what people are grabbing onto and, and that's what the phase is right now. So I think brands need to think about not just let's script this commercial and let's make it feel like, let's hire the right actors to make it feel like it's not scripted. How about don't script the actors, just give them an idea of where you're headed. So it's, in essence, it's like making improv more, more, um, I think, accessible to people or putting it out right. more. In an improv yeah, no, that, that is very improv-esque. That reminds me of, what is that show that, where they didn't have a script with a guy? Oh gosh, no, I'm not going to remember it. Never mind. I hate when that happens. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I understand. And I love that. And I love that you actually like kind of witnessed that moment with Con, with the Con Air commercial, like, wait a minute. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And it's been happened. It's happened again and again since then. And I had done it prior to that on an, on a medical, on, on a medical spot. And I don't remember what the drug was and I probably sh shouldn't say anyway, but it was, <laughs> but it was that that triggered the next thing. So it was, it was each thing's leading into the next thing. And it's just been a fun thing to watch. And I see more and more of it. And a lot of times you'll watch, I'll watch commercials with a very critical eye and I'm thinking, yeah. ah, that would have been so much better if they would have let them go off the lines a little bit, you know, but you could see right. where they were still, you know, so attached to their exact words. Right. So that's what I think brands should think about right. is, is guiding maybe, but not literally scripting, which is what's happening on social. I mean, obviously you probably get this. I get this. I get tons of reach outs for brand collabs. And most of them say, we have like loose script ideas, but we want it to be in your words. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Good. So, so social is doing it. And when it's social collabs and advertising, I don't really do a lot of those. That's not where I'm headed. But when I get the reach outs, I see what the reach outs requests, the, what the request is from them. Right. right. Okay. Okay, cool. I love that. I'm so glad that um, you, ex you broke that down in that comparison. Cause I just, I wanted to ask you that so bad. Um, so what about in this TikTok journey? has like, has there been something that has really surprised you? Like anything, like the way someone reacts to your videos or like <laughs> a message that you got or like an experience you had or something that was weird or cool or anything like that. Okay. So many great messages. Like I, I can't tell you, sometimes I, I cry because I'm like, Oh my God, these yes. people, they're so nice. I don't even deserve this. You know, yeah. I, I truly believe that I'm like, I'm just here doing what I'm meant to do. And I just can't tell you. I can't because I'll start to cry, but it gets very overwhelming. I mean, what happens 
I get a lot of the, oh, my mom's teaching me TikTok. Oh, my grandma's teaching me TikTok. And sometimes it gets insulting. I got the first one last night, which was, and the poor- You got a cool grandma, bitch. I got, <laughs> I got one person who said, oh my God, the first senior citizen to teach me TikTok. And it was all these hard emojis. Like, so, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm not even qualified as to be a senior citizen yet. So I wrote him back, I could, ouch, but thanks for the compliment because I know this person did not mean it in this way. So that was a little funny. <laughs> But what has surprised me about this, where I am now, is that I have followers of all ages. I don't have only people my age. I don't. I have tons of 20-year-olds, and they say, I'm 20-something, and you've taught me TikTok, I'm 30-something. I mean, we're talking hundreds of young people that like my style of teaching. And some of them are like, oh, if you were my math teacher, I would, have been, I would be in a very different place right now. Aww. And then a lot, of, a lot of them are like, you should teach everything, everywhere, in every university, ever, ever. And I'm thinking, like, these comments, they take me over the edge, and they make me a little sad for these people that didn't have good teachers. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... That is so, oh my God, it's like my cup runneth over when that happens. It really, it just makes me like, whew. And so this is where I feel the other part of the surprise, which is how much I love these followers that I didn't think, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, community, community, you know, find your tribe or whatever. I didn't know that my tribe was going to be a class or students. That's what is, has surprised me, how my thing is I feel like I want to answer all the comments and I want to answer because they're asking me questions and I need to be there for them and that's the part that is probably the biggest surprise right oh yes I love, I love that so much and that is so sweet and I know that person probably did mean well uh, oh my god <laughs> but I mean but it's it's so funny how that's another thing that I notice on social because um as far as like age wise like I, I just I just recently turned 41 the other day okay and so like I'm like I, I mean <laughs> I'm only 41 people, right? You are but, only, 41. but it's so, but it's so funny because you're right. Like the way that a younger person will comment or talk, or really a lot of things is so different, right? That evolves with just with human beings, no matter what, but I've noticed the same thing. Like I've had comments where I'm like, I don't, it's like they were taking a jab, but then it was sweet. It's they very, didn't mean it. They didn't it, mean it. It's, it's, is that like the style? It's very weird, but you know, Hey, like, since you got a lot of hearts, we understand there was kindness. <laughs> there was kindness. Yeah. <laughs> I did have one really funny one, Brittany, that I need to share. I actually made a TikTok about it and you might've seen it, but this person said, stop lying, blah, blah, blah. Cause she didn't have the effect, whatever it was that I was explaining. So I said, oh, she clearly just doesn't have this effect. I forget which one it was. So I wrote back, oh, you probably just don't have the effect available yet. But I, I didn't even respond with anger because she was like mad, stop lying. So I said, <laughs> you just don't have this effect yet, but at least you know where to find it now when it becomes available to you and in your, in your country or wherever she was. So she wrote me back, no anger here. Just, just explain it to me. Like you're supposed to, that's your job. That's what she said. That's your job. Just explain it to me. And I thought, does this person think I work for TikTok and I'm getting paid to do two? So that was enlightening to me. Cause I think there are some people that think I work for the corporation of TikTok. And I am one of the people on there, like the guy that goes, stop scrolling at night. Right. Right. <laughs> I think they think that I'm on the like TikTok payroll. I don't, I'm not even in the creator fund for health sake. I mean, yeah. So anyway, the, that was a surprise. <laughs> Forgot about that one, but. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, for anybody out there that doesn't know how it works. Um, yes. No, she does not work for uh, TikTok and most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Most of the population, they do not work for TikTok, anybody. Um, and you're doing, I mean, there's different ways you can do what oh. you do, right? Like, cause I know that you have a course, right? Like, so oh, as yeah. far as like, as far as like, 
you know, letting it be a business, right? Yes, so of course. You have a course. So some people do that. Some people teach certain things on social media, on TikTok, and then will lead the people to a course. So that way you get deeper yeah. teachings and whatnot, right? Yes. And let, let's talk about that for a minute, because I purposely, I don't do a lot of buy this tripod, buy this water bottle. I don't do a bunch of that because I don't think that's authentic to what makes sense for my content. Not going to complain if somebody gave me a couple of outfits for my outfit transitions, by the way, because I'm desperate for that. Attention, <laughs> attention. Hello, Are you listening? <laughs> because really, I, I'm like in my closet trying to find clothes for these outfit transitions. But um, but I'm, that's not where I was, I'm headed with my content. I was like, what can I do that is going to be worth my time? Like I'm spending all this time making tutorials. I'm spending all this time teaching people for free. You know, I have a day job. I'm, you know, doing production. But I feel like there should be some opportunity to monetize somehow without it being obnoxious and without it being not authentic to me. So when I made the course, my daughter is the one who suggested it. My daughter, actually, Julie. I've but seen she's her like, anger videos sometimes, she's so right? Fun. Yeah. yeah, she's so fun. But she, she's like, you should make a course. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm going to make a course that's accessible to people who can, who can get it. So I'm not charging $100 for a course. I have a $15 class and it does a really neat thing of organizing from beginning to to when you get TikTok, how to download, what to, how to do your profile, how to add text, audio, how to record, how to use the time. It just explains things that took me a year to figure out. And I feel like, man, I wish I had somebody at class that I could go to, I could go to, to get this information. So I feel that it's worth $15 at least. Some lady said you should have charged hundred because she said it was worth way more because yeah. what she learned, but I wanted it to be accessible so that anybody who wants to learn TikTok had a place to go and see something that was presented in order by somebody who can break it down in a nice manner and a kind manner and not a condescending manner and explain how to use it. And that's the only place I monetize. I'm not, like I said, I'm not in the creator fund. I'm not getting on the TikTok payroll. And you know, I don't know where it'll go next. I would like to do an intermediate course that's a little more involved with editing. I think a lot of people want to do higher level TikToks and they have no, they don't have the skills or the you know knowledge in production editing knowledge to to do it. So that's my next right. thing is going to be an intermediate course. And I'm also doing Brittany, which I'm really excited about because maybe you're going to be with me on this, but I, I'm doing this a series for my YouTube, which is creator combos, creator conversations with other creators who are, you know, doing TikTok and doing good things. I'm trying to focus on very positive content there. And I've, I put my first person on YouTube. Um, she's actually at bariatric queen. And she's the first, she had bariatric surgery and she's helps other people who had that surgery. So I just did, a, I had an interview with her. She came to my house. We did it live in person. And then I put it on my YouTube and I'm going to meet with someone else next week. And so I'm going to do this series where we talk TikTok because I'm an interviewer by day. So it's going to combine my, my day job and pull it together with my TikTok experience. I'm relatable to them because not only am I interviewing them about their viral experience and, and such, I've had the same. So we have a relatable conversation. So it's not just a random person asking them a bunch of questions. And I am loving that. So Ooh, that is cool. I was going to ask you what's coming up. So that's great. So we're going to watch out for that on your YouTube. You said. Yes. Okay. I'm and by the way, we'll, we'll go over it, but I'll, we'll have all the links and stuff in the okay. show notes. So, mm -hmm. um, so what, okay, before I let you go, what would be a couple of things? One, what would be your words of wisdom, I guess, or maybe just words of encouragement. So somebody is really wanting to get into TikTok and 
maybe they're nervous or they don't know what to do. Or, I mean, clearly they need to go buy your course right now. It's only $15. But anyway, also though, for real, like, I mean, what, what are those words you might say to somebody who's like, oh my gosh, nobody wants to see me on camera. Like, you know, cause I hear that a lot. People say, oh, nobody cares about me. Why would I be on camera? Why would I be in these videos? My, my family might make fun of me. What are your words of encouragement for somebody? Okay. This is a good one. I wasn't expecting this question, but I, I actually, <laughs> I have answers for you a couple. So one is I always, when I get messages about people who are nervous and, and writing to me about I'm afraid to start, I always think, what if you were having one person over your house? What would you talk to them about? And think about what you'd say to that one person. What if I was coming over to your house or I was going to be on a Zoom call with you? Like, what might you want to share with me about yourself? And that's where you can start with putting yourself. That's one way to do it. Okay, another person's not comfortable being, let's say, in front of the camera. Okay, is there something you enjoy that you would like to share about that you can record, put together onto a TikTok via my course and my lessons, and then put a voiceover on it or explain what you love about it or use titles or text? I always say there is, you can just start somewhere. It doesn't mean that the first TikTok you post is what you're going to be doing forever and ever because hell, I'd be standing in my, still been in my bedroom dancing. You know, that's where I started <laughs> or in my kitchen baking. I mean, that was the next thing, but you know, because we, we travel this road, I'll call it the road of TikTok. You can start anywhere and it's not a commitment for life. So don't think about it. Like your first TikTok, your second TikTok, your 10th tick, your 20th is your plan for life. Because I swear I have like hundreds of TikToks doing many other things before tutorials ever happened. And that's my biggest advice is just do something, just do something and be real, be yourself as if someone just came over to your house. And what do you want to tell them? That's, that's my best piece of advice because you, then you won't hold back. You'll just do something for one person. You'll just be you, like you're talking to your friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, okay, that's perfect advice. Thank you so much. And then what, I mean, you did give a little preview as to what I, I was going to end with what was coming up for you. Uh, but yeah. I would, so you're thinking about a more in-depth editing course. Um, any other cool, fun ideas? Oh, and your, and your YouTube interviews are, well, they've already yes. started. Um, anything yes. else coming oh, well, up for you? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. So I, cause I always want to figure out where I'm evolving so that I'm not just staying still. And I, I've, I've been doing a lot of, think of thinking about that lately. And that's why I started going, you know, I'm not just going to put tutorials, tutorials, tutorials. I'm going to still mix in my life, my personal life. What am I doing with work? What am I, I, I love the idea that work is come, my day job is, is coming together with TikTok so that I can offer to my clients, you know, you're not just getting a director who can direct your commercial. You're also getting a director who understands how you can use any of that content on social media. So for all of the clients that's, I work with. Which is with, so valuable. So valuable. And it's from firsthand. It's not just because I'm telling you secondhand. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what I did firsthand. And I think that has value to them. So what I'm doing also for those clients is, is providing them the version for the commercial for whatever their platform is, TV or the web or whatever, which is maybe 16.9 format. But I'm always thinking about, well, when you use this on social, you need the person to be looking directly into the camera or whatever my advice is for that, that particular creative. So I'm trying to bring the two, lot, the two worlds together more and, and a different offer for my clients. So that's one thing I'm doing professionally. In terms of TikTok, Again, I, I want to get meet other creators, big creators, growing creators, creators doing really interesting things and meaningful and positive things, and shed light on them via my YouTube channel. Via and just I'm just starting out with that really, but also sharing that content on Instagram snippets, edited versions on Instagram and TikTok, so that people 
might learn something from the, the other creators that are doing something cool. So that's thing number two. And thing number three is really to continue to be a mentor to people who are trying to learn this app. And I'm trying to figure out how to do that where I can still be in contact because I know as creators get bigger, it gets harder and harder to keep up. I'm seeing it myself. I'm up late at night answering comments, trying to answer messages and I feel connected and I feel that I need to do it. And it's an important piece. So my next thing is solving how I'm going to do that on a larger scale because I'm going to friggin' do it. Okay. I'm going <laughs> I to believe do it. it. I believe it. Well, I love that you do it and that you're in it yourself and sure. Maybe one day you might have to have help. We, we never know what, how things are going to happen right. as we grow as, as entrepreneurs. But the cool thing is that you have spent so much time in it yourself, actually talking to people. And that right there is worth its weight in gold. It's just, it's so important, right? Cause they know that you care and that you're really connecting with them. And that's, that's why these people are sending you nice messages and comments, even if they try to call you a senior citizen, but they, <laughs> because, you know, cause they can feel that, but they feel that from you, you know, people, you know, it's same thing with probably with production, right? It's like an audience gets a vibe. They get a feeling from somebody, even if they don't realize what happened there, they can like feel the realness. They can feel whenever yeah. they're really connecting with somebody. And it's really special when that happens, you know? No, you know what I want to add to this is really for my day job, what has, what TikTok has done for me in that production is a very young business, you know it. And, and with, and I love it. I love the young people I work with so much. It keeps me young. It feel, I feel like I always know that I always know what's trending and I know what the vibe, the word, the lingo is just because that's who I'm hanging with for work. So right. What I love about it is it has given me some credibility in my, in my job because now I'm not just, oh yeah, she has a lot of experience because she's been around for a while. It's like, oh, and she's like kind of TikTok famous, you know? So it, it, adds, it adds a little bit of like intrigue when someone first, <laughs> and I love it because it's always a good surprise. Like, oh right. yeah. And they'll look at how many followers do you have? And I say, you know, 420,000 followers today. So, <laughs> uh, no, and, that, and it's always like that shock and it's so much fun. <clears throat> it's really just, fun. you know, just 420, <laughs> excuse me. I love it. Well, okay. Um, so before I let you go, let everybody know how they can find you, um, oh. on, uh, TikTok, of course, if, if they want to send them to your website, anything you want to give us. And of course we'll include it in the show notes too. Okay. So do I have to do this in an organized fashion? Let's see. So my <laughs> website, I've pulled it all together on my website at last, literally did that last week, finally. So I have my commercial directing, my social media life, about me and where to contact. So number one, mothership.com, super easy, and it'll connect you to me everywhere else. And then obviously I use the mothership because mothership is, is my entity, my company for production, but I am the mothership of the mothership. Yes. <laughs> so I use, I put the, the on for all my socials. So my personal socials are the mothership on Instagram, the mothership on TikTok, and then I have the mothership on YouTube. <laughs> so, so it goes across the board. Perfect. That's how Perfect. you find me. Okay. All right, everybody go find Helen. Do not, do not, not do this. All right. Go follow her. I'm telling you, you're going to feel so educated and so inspired to be your own version of TikTok famous ASAP. As soon as you start watching her videos, I know it. Come <laughs> Thank to my you class. So <laughs> Come yes, to my yes. class. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It was so much fun to really chat with you in person. Finally. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.